You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. I'm joined by Chris, Ray, and Sean. How are y'all doing? <laughs> We're better than Jen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jen might be joining us. Um, we'll see. We're not gonna. We're not holding up high hopes for that. Uh, yeah. If she does, great. If not, you know, it is what it is. So we'll be next time. Yeah. Um, computers and Jen just. Yeah. We seem to mix. I'm gonna. I think it's Sean that's fucking with her file, like Magic 2.0, right? Like I think that's. <gasps> <laughs> She's a safe enough distance that if she does figure it out, she can't get me. Oh, that's true too. So, um, tonight's episode we are reading uh, "A Darker Shade of Magic" by V. E. Schwab. Uh, this was Chris's pick. Yep. Uh, Chris, why uh, why did you recommend this book to us? Um, I read a book by V. E. Schwab before. It's called the uh, The Invisible Life of Addie Lever. I've talked about it before. Um, and then I had to go down the wormhole of what else has she written? And she's got a pretty decent catalog. So when I was at the bookstore, I was like, what's this? Picked it up. I like magic and different magic systems and stuff. So it seemed interesting. And yeah. All right. Um, what you did not know is that is the first book in a series when you first came in. I did <laughs> know that. She knew. I oh, did. you did. Okay. I did, but I wanted to make sure it was a complete series. So it wasn't one of those things that if somebody, if one of us decided to read on further, that they'd be like waiting. Oh, okay. So as far as I know, it's a complete trilogy. How many books? There's just three. Just three? Just three. Okay. That may change my answer on to one of the questions then. So. Because I okay, so anyway, let's go and start with our initial thoughts. Um, we're gonna start with you, Chris. What were your initial thoughts? Um, I hi, um, I I liked it. I liked it. It was um, bit of a info dump at the beginning. It took me a minute to be like, there's a lot happening to me. Um, but I I I liked it. I thought it was an interesting uh, world she built, and yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Uh, Ray, thoughts? Uh, we'll get in on the whole narrator thing at one point. Uh, I, I read it, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I listened to it. Um, it grew on me. I, I will say that. Yeah, it grew on me. It took a little bit for me to get into, but it grew on me. And <laughs> and in the end, I'm, I'm intrigued and I'll listen to more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just going to jump in because I'm kind of echoing your sentiment there. It, I it grew on me as well. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is this is okay." Uh, I, it definitely wasn't one of those that's like, oh, "I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish this one." I was, you know, I was it was okay going through, and then you know things start to happen. I'm just like, "Oh, okay, well this is interesting. Let's see how how this goes." Um, but yeah, um, I was like, "Yeah, I think I might continue. I probably would lead at least read the next book in the series." But now that I know there's only three, I'm thinking, "Okay, I'll probably definitely give." the second one a shot and and see if I'm going to finish it up. So what about you, Sean? Um, it was me. I, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought this was like a young adult. Like I had it kind of figured out like right away. Like it was really okay. Yeah, well, there's no surprise here. There's no surprise there. Um, and I think I've been spoiled by the Marvel's multiverse. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm thinking, why the fuck are there only four worlds? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yay. Oh, there's four separate worlds. I'm like, well, the, the multiverse theory, there should be a lot more than that. And <laughs> yeah, it was like, and that was always in the back of my head, uh, the stupidest things. I'm like, yeah, why are there only four Londons? And yeah, it, it just it seemed a bit predictable and stuff like that. Actually, the highlight for me was actually the narration. I actually I liked uh, Stephen Crossley. Mm-hmm. Well, not the female voices, but I've he- I've heard him narrate other stuff. I just I'm drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ray's got this stupid ass face going right now. <gasps> It's Jen. There's Jen. Yeah. Oh, I roll. Happy face though. Yeah. Um, I am not having a great life. Um, you want to give us your initial thoughts on the book? 
Yeah, I liked it. I killed myself to read it in time for the show, and then I couldn't join the show because, um, you know, like my my computer decided to break. But I liked it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and, and kind of get started. So, um, favorite part of the book, uh, Chris? We'll we'll just kind of keep going in the same order. Delilah. Okay. Liked her. I thought she was. I liked her. I thought she was fun. Um. That and um, I liked—I don't know. I guess if I, unlike Sean, I I don't have a multiverse thing going on. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I like for me for the amount of information I had to remember and could, because I was reading it and I read it before bed. Um, Four Londons was enough. I didn't need to know about it anymore. Um, but yeah, I, Delilah was my favorite by far out of everything. Okay. Uh, right. Um, for me, uh, I think it was kind of a, a combination of the, the magic that they're using and, and that, um, the, the interesting idea of where this, like how close they are to the source is how powerful they are. I thought that was kind of interesting as to how much magic there was in the world. Um, and then, and then the the other part with the magic that I, I appreciated as well was there was different smells associated with it. And I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, tweak as well, where certain people smelled a different way based on which uh, London they came from and what what magic they used. So yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'm with you. I liked I liked the um, magic theory. I guess to say the the way they set up magic, how kind of how it works. Um, the fact that even in the world where it's pretty dominant, it's it's pretty useful. It's still not like everyone can use it. Uh, you know, it's still limited to certain people. Um, unlike Sean, I I kind of liked and like what you said, Chris. I kind of like the fact that it's limited to just four. Uh, and who knows? Maybe maybe you know. Has has anyone read the other two books? No, no. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if we get you know to uh, Black London. And find out that there's even more beyond that. And for some reason or another, when they blocked off Black London, that's what blocked off the access to everything else. I would, I really wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, but having kind of specific, you know, this one is this way, this one is this way, um, and, and seeing how, and I, I like how uh, uh, she talks about whenever she comes over. At one point, she's like. You know, it's funny because, you know, you talk about this world is, you know, you know, it seemed normal to me where there's not hardly any magic. And I come to a world where there is magic and everything's, you know, brighter, more colorful and stuff. And I liked seeing how that was part of not only, you know, a way to tell that this is a more abundant, you know, magically abundant universe, but also that, you know, it's it's more vivid. It's more interesting. So, but yeah, I enjoyed the magic system, I guess, to say in this one. Sean? I like Tell's jacket. Uh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. Fun, right? I like that. Yeah, like the, there's one one jacket he can't find again because he just keeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they don't even say that until later on in the book too. Like he he had like the standard set, and then he's actually talking to Delilah. It's like, yeah, I, I found one jacket and I can't find it again. <laughs> kind of. That was pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. Uh, Jen, favorite part of the book? Uh, I just like the. I don't know the unique way they imagined magic and, you know, in a lot of different universes you hear about magic in a lot of different ways. And this was just kind of different from all those and not crazy about the fact that they had to use blood on everything every time they (laughs) wanted to travel or do anything. But like the idea of, yeah, parallel universes accessed by specific people with abilities is kind of cool. Um, least favorite part. part. Um, I did not like the, tw- the the siblings. I hated them. Hated them. Did not enjoy that. When I first read his um, oh my god, I can't remember his name now. Um, the brother. When I was reading from his right, right, yeah. No, the oh. the the rulers of White London. Um, when I first was reading oh, about Astrid and um... Astrid and it starts with an A and I can't remember it right now. Uh, anyway, he, I did not like that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to read about a creepy character. No, thank you. Um, 
Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that was pretty much the only thing I didn't, I didn't like about it was, was Athos. Athos, thank you. Yeah, it was the siblings. I didn't like them. I thought they were creepy. I don't like that. Yeah, Astro really creeped me out. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll get to my least favorite part uh, when we talk about the narration. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for for the actual story itself, um, I think for me it's the um, they introduced some really interesting characters that I wanted to get to know better, and then they would kill them off pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I changed my mind. That one, that one. There's two characters yeah. that I was like, oh, fuck, this is, I, I like, okay, yeah, I could learn more. And then the, the innkeeper, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. And then the shopkeeper. And then the shopkeeper. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Those two, there there was such an, I was like, okay, I I could follow along. And then they just killed them. And then they killed them. <laughs> yeah. Um kind of the same thing like I, I there wasn't anything really that stood out that i just really didn't you know i that i disliked in the book um i mean yeah I, I, i'm like you i think i would have liked to get to get to know those characters a little bit more but other than that like there wasn't anything that was just like sternly like no i don't i didn't care for this like whether it be like you said the narration or a specific character or whatever i was just like yeah the 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 twins are creepy but i'm just like okay they're obviously going to be the bad guys. So, uh-huh. you know, it is what it is. So, Sean? Um, like I said, the, the four Londons. Why why just four Londons? The other thing, and I don't think they really explained, was, like, why are they even keeping contact? Like, why are the Londons keeping contact with each other? Like, it, when you think about it, it's a pretty big plot hole. Yeah. Like they never explain it. It's like, yeah, so you're sending letters back and forth. To what end? Like, I guess it's just kind of a thing to just, do. If you're going to seal off the London, well, seal it off. Why? But they never get into that. I, I always just assumed it was be, it was a way of ensuring that there was still peace and, and no, no, like there was, it was a way of communicating so that there wasn't going to be one trying to take over the other or anything like that. That's, that's the way I took it. Like it was, which works out really well. Yeah, like it's yeah. <laughs> no, it just it didn't make any sense, and like that's the central character is like doing something that well, why, and that right off the bat that kind of bothered me because they never did explain it. I was like, oh great, fine. So yeah, that was something I didn't like. Uh, Jen. Yeah, I thought that was strange too, and like the fact that there was only two people in all of those Londons that could. Mm-hmm. the traveling and one of them wasn't even one of the london's wasn't even accessible um yeah and then my thing was just like the blood magic i'm not really big on that kind of stuff when you gotta you know bring all that into it and ethically i mean i don't have a problem with blood per se it's just like using a body part to make magic makes me uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> fine with magic fine with magic otherwise um any particular scene that stuck out? Um, when um, I just thought it was cute when they were ready to use the the black stone for the first time, and Delilah just kind of reached up and kissed him really quick, and he's just kind of looking at her like, "What the hell was that for?" And she's like, <laughs> um, "I thought that was cute." Um, and just her, um, yeah, I liked the oh, uh, the shopkeeper where she got her costume from. Um, I would really like to go to Redland and I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, it was, it all centers around Delilah. I really, really liked her. Yeah. All of her stuff. Right. Uh, a couple of the fight scenes were kind of interesting to listen to. I, I think that's what, uh, I didn't mind those fight scenes. Usually when it's magic in a book, it's like, I'm always worried about how the fight scenes are going to sound. These, these ones I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other one was the one that really stuck out to me was uh, was the the innkeeper listening out and hearing somebody in her room and going up and shooting the guy like that. That whole scene was like, fuck, I know yeah, what's coming. Like know. it's. <laughs> um, I I like the fight scenes actually. That was kind of the things that stuck out the most. Uh, the the wizard duels essentially, especially 
the the one between him and the other one that can go in between worlds. Holland. I liked that fight scene because uh, uh, it was a portion and I was like, surely he's gonna win, but get a little questionable here. Like he better he better pull something out here pretty quick if he's gonna end up making this happen. So um, unless you know something else, you know stepped in and, and, you know, took care of it or whatever. But no, I, I enjoyed the fight scenes in it. Um, but yeah, those were the kind of the things that, that stuck out the most for me. So Sean. Uh, well, yeah, I probably agree with the, the fight scene seemed pretty good. I also liked when he, um, like his room of curiosities and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah. Like what describing that was pretty cool. And like how the music box worked and stuff like that. That, that kind of stood out for me. You just reminded me of something else, too. Uh, the little um, the little thing that they box. introduced, the little box that they introduced with all the different elements, that, mm. that, the, the little toy. Oh, the test. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was actually a pretty cool thing. I had a hard time visualizing that one. Though. I did, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a hard time with that one. I'll make one uh, for you. <laughs> any any scenes in particular that stick out? Um. Other than what you guys mentioned, just kind of the way he described the other worlds were interesting, you know, to hear how they all had their own color and kind of eeriness to them. Um, all right. So the next question I have down here is, um, well, we're going to skip the one about writing. We'll come back to that in a second. Do you think you would read another book? And we, some of us have already kind of mentioned, uh, Chris said there's only three in the series. Um, I was, I was leaning towards, yeah, I would probably read another one in the series, but knowing there's only three, uh, as long as I enjoyed the second one, I can definitely see myself finishing off the series. I mean, three books, that's <laughs> after you've done, uh, X-Force, that's nothing like that's. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you thinking, Chris? You're going to continue on to the next one? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get all three physical copies and I'm probably, she's probably going to Jen sideways. Um, <laughs> probably, am I? Yeah, yeah, you are. V. Shrub's probably one of those authors where she's an automatic buy for me. I'll probably just buy whatever she she's got a written a bunch of books already. So yeah, I'll probably just keep on with her. I like her writing style. Good deal. Uh, Ray. Yeah, I'll, I'll continue on with this series for now, and uh, we'll see. I know the next one's bigger on uh, her story. Delilah, yeah. Delilah's story. So. Um, We'll see how that one goes, and then I'll probably finish it off just because i got to finish the story. All right. Sean? Uh, oh, nay, nay. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> tapping out. Done. Um, Fair enough. And like, you guys, like, I hated Delilah. I hated everything she was... Anytime they brought her up, I was like, no. She's driving me nuts. I have a feeling I know why, but that's okay. That's... The narrator for me, but anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that. John doesn't mm-hmm. like women. Oh, <laughs> it's at things. I just like you know, I happen to like women a lot. So, but exceeding no. at things. This uh, I did not like the way Delilah was written. So, uh, yeah, Jen? I'm, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jen. Uh, yeah, I w- I want to finish the series, but I'm not in a rush to like, you know, I got to read it right this minute. So I'll probably get back to it once, you know, I've read a couple other things on my list. Well then let's swing back around to the writing. Sean, what was, uh, what did you think about the writing? Um, well, like I said, like it almost felt like a young adult book to me. Like it just mm-hmm. seemed simple. Um, some of the stuff was like hitting the nail on the head pretty obviously. Like, She's missing an eye. Come on. Like, how is that not going to be played out in the future? Like that stuff like that, that kind of annoyed the crap out of me. So I'm like, I know you're setting yourself up for like later butts, but man, that that's not subtle. (laughs) (laughs) That, That is so not subtle. And I don't, I like subtle things usually. Um, I'll jump in next. Um, I literally like probably three quarters of the way through this book stopped and was like, when was this written? Because for some reason or another, the writing in it made me think it was a lot older than it is. Not like it was written like, you know, hundred years or so, whatever. It just, for some reason I just, I thought I was like, was this 
this feels like it was written like in the 90s, maybe the 80s. And I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the time placement in which it happens. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, I, I just I just had this feeling that it was it was written much later than it was. And I was like, oh, no, this is this was this was done, done in the 20 teens. So, uh, yeah, it's not not that old. So uh, I, I think maybe the, the cover for it also kind of made me think that way. The cover is very it's cool very throwback it's a very throwback type cover and i think that also kind of you know lured me into the idea oh well this isn't this is a little bit older book and uh, i mean i still enjoyed it i thought the writing was okay but yeah i I just had this feeling that was much older than it was and turns out nope not so much so uh well obviously you 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 said you've pretty much anything she writes you're you're down with chris i'm assuming you you enjoyed the writing i do i feel like with what she has she's a a palate cleanser Mm -hmm. I feel like for her, if it's not something that you have to, because for me, I want to be entertained first and foremost. I don't want to have to read between the lines. I'm not going to do nuance. I'm not going to do, no, <laughs> I want to be entertained. For, and for me, that's suspending disbelief. I didn't even think about the fucking eye thing. I'm like, oh, that's a cool little thing. And then I kept going. It didn't need, I didn't because I was entertained by it. So for me, that's my like thing. And for her, it, for her writing, I feel like it's a palate cleanser where it's not something that it's too heavy or brutal or anything it's not an extreme form of writing and it's just it's a fun it's fun it's a fun story um it's something that's entertaining and that's nice after you read a couple of crappy books and you're like oh <laughs> just something that's gonna be fun yeah right um i didn't mind the writing um it was yeah, it was it was a decent time. Uh, it painted a good story. I will say the beginning seemed a little jumbled. Like it, it, there was a lot of intros and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of. It was an info dump. It was an info dump, yeah. but it, and it was like I think there could have been a better way to introduce us to everything. Um, but that's maybe just me. I don't know. It just felt like a, a lot happening in the first couple of chapters, and I was like trying to figure out what's going on. And then it kind of caught its stride and, and finished off a little bit stronger when it started. Okay. Uh, Jen? Um, it was fine. I mean, yeah. Not the best I've read, not the worst. You know. <laughs> um, did the book impact your mood while you were reading? If so, yes? Or, you know, how, how so, if it did? Um, because I've read some shit where I wanted to throw it across the room. I feel like that's more impactful. Or stuff that when you read the fairy porn, you stay up till two in the morning because you're like, oh, my God, what is happening? And you keep going. But this was, it was, I don't know, it was, it was easy. It was, I did get creeped out a little bit. And then I got, you know, it was exciting, some of the stuff. But I don't know, not, not entirely. Anything about your mood, or I, I I would say a couple of times intrigued, or a couple of times I would mm-hmm. I kind of have a little bit of a, a laugh or something like that, but uh, but yeah, no, nothing like big swings. No. Um, like I said, kind of you know the first book, the first part of the book didn't really super hook me. I was but nothing was like really turned me off about it, and then once it kind of got going, I I got interested and kept going. But yeah, I I wasn't. Like I said, I wasn't like avoiding it. I wasn't dying to jump back into it or whatever. But uh, no, I'm, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, just so so. So, Sean, <laughs> neither highs nor lows. It was meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple times I'm like, come on, this is <laughs> oh, so obvious. But at that point, it was like meh. <laughs> <laughs> Jen? Uh, yeah, about the same. I mean, I I wasn't finding myself to where I didn't want to put it down, but there were parts where I looked forward to knowing what happened if I had to, like, stop early. I'd just be like, oh, you know, I'm kind of interested to get back to it. But, yeah, I know what you mean, Chris. Sometimes you're just like, I, I'm going to stay up till 3 in the morning reading whatever because I have to know where this goes. Um, did this book remind you of anything else? Um, the thing with reading a lot, what I found is that it all starts, you can pinpoint it to another book. You're like, oh, it's just kind of like this mm-hmm. or like that. Um, 
a lot so, of tropes. Yeah, there's tropes. There's a lot of, you know, it's a plug and play kind of thing, which is fine. Um, so it's, I liked the blood magic. It was, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of magic shows and read magic books. And so it was just, it was different enough. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool take. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was, um, I can't think of something specific where it was like, this is like this book. Like one of right. the books that I read, I'm like, this is just Twilight with fairies. Like, I can't do that with this book. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, Ray, did it remind you of anything else? Yeah. I um, I can't pinpoint what. I, it feels familiar. Yeah, it feels not, familiar. Yeah. But not enough to be like, oh, it's just a copy of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of echoing what y'all are saying. It didn't. A lot of the things um, seem like it's like, of course, like you said, you know, the more you read, the more you're exposed to different things. Of course, um, th- whether that be reading, watching, listening, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it, it 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 you know it didn't really do anything bad, but it was just like okay, so we're gonna take we're gonna take a little mat, we're gonna take this kind of mer- version of magic, we're gonna have some set rules, and we're gonna have, like Sean said, you know, a limited version of a multiverse, and we're gonna put those together and just kind of grabbed a couple of different, like Jen said, tropes that, you know, throughout a bunch of different series. And, you know, like I said, it didn't do anything bad with them. It didn't, it, it put them together for the most part in a pretty logical way. I do like how it was, it did clearly set up rules for the most part. And it was like, cause it was even like, well, with, with the stone, it was like, you know, listen, um, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Like we're going to give it a shot, but there's a distinct possibility that you're either going to not come through with me or you're going to end up as, goo i don't know so just be ready for that so but i did like the fact that it it um it set rules and it seems to be playing by those rules you know fairly well uh you know sometimes i don't mind whenever there's a i I really like it in a book series when they set out the rules and then there something changes and maybe that's what alters it um i just hate when books or movies or whatever just completely cast the rules aside like you know completely forgot about it which is why i have such a big problem with the second and third matrix movies because it's like rules we don't need those so here's a fight scene (laughs) but anyway sean um the time frame with the magic kind of vaguely reminded me of jonathan strange and mr well which i read a long time ago Um, and then because it takes place in that kind of Elizabethan kind of time with magic as well Um, Mm -hmm. and then kind of the pairing up between the two that reminded me like the Pillars of Reality series a little bit um, which was a pretty big series which I I like that series Mm -hmm. but yeah, like there's similarities between the stories and just the the settings a little bit. So. Okay. Uh, Jen, did it remind you of anything else? No, nothing specific. Just I've read a ton of fantasy books over the years, so kind of the same feel as a lot of those indie author fantasy books. Yeah. Okay. Um are you, do you have any lingering questions from the book that you're still thinking about, Chris? <laughs> what happens to Delilah? <laughs> uh, and what happens to Kel? And is Holland actually dead? Um, is there more Londons? Um, what happened to all those people that did, that got possessed by the Blackstone? Did they just literally all turn into dust and they died? And how is Red London going to deal with that? Um, who's going to take over the Ruby Fields and the pub in Grey London now that Baron's gone and um, they all burned down and Holland <laughs> is a jerk. Um, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I got hooked on these. I want to know. I'm just nosy. <laughs> He's very invested in these characters. Right? <laughs> now that I know that there's more, uh huh. I like the time frame of of um, 
of London, though. Like, it's a very specific. Like, I'll watch any movie in set in this time frame. I'm reading a book right now that's set in this. Like, I just love it. So that's what hooked me when I picked it up. And like, ooh, Victorian London. Okay, I don't even care what this is about. I'll just read it. Fair enough. Uh, Ray? Um, I, I'm i intrigued as to what's going on with Holland, because he's obviously still alive. Because I'm hard, mm-hmm. hard to kill. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now in Black London, and we know what just one little stone did. So very curious as to what's actually happening to Holland. Um, and then uh, curious as to what the void of the sibling's death is going to do to White London. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I'm very curious about, and I don't know if they'll ever answer it, is but what is the actual source of magic? And, and will they explore that a little bit more? Um, because they, they said it's separate from the Londons. So is there something there and is it a place that you can go to or is it just something like a, a different, because um, he kept describing it as like almost she. a person, oh, sorry, she, uh, it was described, oh, sorry, I meant Kel, Kel oh, was okay. describing it as, uh, as an individual, as magic was another person that he would converse with. So is it something else? So just kind of curious. Honestly, the biggest thing I and the, honestly, the the driving force as to why I was going to at least give a second bo- uh, book a shot is, uh, yeah, I want to see what Black London's like. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, obviously it was bad enough that the magic took over and ruined everything, and they felt like they had to shut the door on it. So I'm like, well, yeah, I want to see what's past that door. Um, that was that was honestly the only thing that was really kind of driving me towards everything else. I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, it's fine. If I find out, great. If not, oh well. But yeah, I kind of want to. Kind of intrigued. Kind of want to see what Black London's going to be like. So, because uh, part of me is like, it sounds like you would. I don't know. Maybe y'all don't. My first thought was like, okay, well, this is going to be like a war torn London or something. But on the other hand, if the Londons that have more and more magic are more vivid and bright, I'm like, are they going to walk through and it'd be like, wow, this place is like teeming with life and it's super bright and everything because literally the magic is just like. Who knows? Maybe it's killed off all the people there and has just essentially grown everything back. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was kind of interested to see what that would be like. So, Sean? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing is oh. driving me. To... Nothing's driving. Gotcha. No. Yep. Uh, I mean, other than what everyone's already said, just kind of more of the history between the Londons, because it seems like maybe there's more to the story than just oh, we sealed this guy off and now we just keep in touch via this weird, you know, delivery service with two, only two people now, one can do it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a strange, that was kind of a strange, like, thing. And why, why they kept in touch, like Sean said, all those years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Two more quick questions. Number one, would you recommend the book? Why or why not? Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I would recommend it to a person who's looking to read more or just starting to get into fantasy. I feel like this is sort of a light fantasy book to kind of, you know, dip your toe into that pond. I would, mm-hmm. I would recommend it to somebody who um, enjoys um, like Regency, Victorian London, just a kind of neat take on that. But yeah, I would. Yeah, but it would be person specific though. Like I wouldn't recommend this to my sister because she would be, she'd laugh at me and be like, "I'm not fucking reading that." So <laughs> nice, uh, right? Only if I knew their taste in books. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. That's all good at that. I'm going to say only until I read the second, possibly the third one, uh, because knowing that it is a um, finalized series the last thing i'd want to do would be like oh yeah definitely read it and then go read the second or third one and be like don't finish it it oh. sucks it ruins everything <laughs> so I'm like divergent yeah. oh, yeah. we'll never let that go honey no i won't <laughs> <laughs> sean i'm guessing no um i go with chris and ray too like it would have to be dependent on who i'd recommend it to i mm-hmm. think that like wasn't horrible. I just this wasn't your cup of tea. Uh, yeah, it was. But some people may like it. So obviously, obviously, you know, I won't. I won't like say, oh, this book is total crap. You're gonna waste your time on it. 
know, people might like it. I'm just a quick and easy read. I would yeah. say. Uh, Jen? Ditto, what everyone said. Okay. If, uh, if a person's into that stuff, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> Uh, and the final question was, did you enjoy the narrator? We're going to start with Ray on this one. The reason why you think you've heard his voices before, it was bothering the fuck out of me. <laughs> Chris nailed it. Oh, oh, yeah. I was listening to somebody tell me a Thomas the Train fucking story the whole time. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh. I can't fucking stand it. Oh, just annoyed the shit out of me. I couldn't, and and he couldn't do a female's voice to save his life. Now it couldn't. Which is fine, but oh, it's just annoying. And then and then Kel for me sounded like David Tennant. It sounded like I was listening to a Doctor Who, uh, like episode, being narrated by being narrated by, by David Tennant for a little bit and. But it would take me out of Cal so much that I'm, oh, is it the doctor? I'm like, no, no, no. And so it just, yeah, it, it really messed me up. Uh, and and again, it sounded like Thomas did a train as an adult. And I'm like, no, this is fucking wrong. Because I said, I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to an episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. He's like, that's what it is. <laughs> if y'all, y'all may have just ruined the second, third book for me. Because if that's stuck in my head now, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, so. My, the narration was great. It was my. It was awesome. <laughs> like literally, I hear this is audible. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Audible presents <laughs> book two. Thomas the Train. <laughs> great. Sorry. See, but the next. The king's going to be like, is that the king or is that Sir Topham Hat? What am I listening to? Exactly. Okay, but you're listening at a double speed, right? You're so True. Double- that is true. Yeah. So it doesn't affect so me. Look down the to, to one times for just a little bit. Okay, I will give that a shot. Hmm. I will give that a shot and, and see if – and see because I didn't get that. Like I just was like, okay, well, it's you – know. but uh, <laughs> now I'm interested. Now I kind of want to see just uh, – yeah. that's hilarious. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What's funny is is we're referring to it as like is I don't even want to say classic because technically he's classic as well because uh, you know uh, George Carlin was you know was doing Thomas the Train yeah, for a long yeah. period of time. So is Ringo Starr. Like yeah, yeah. he kind of sounds Ringo Starr ish. Well, he's definitely not George. Gar- yeah. Yeah. But um, I'd listen to him with George Carlin. Oh my God! Yes, Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you all ever looked up the the they take the they take Thomas the train when he's doing the narration and then they'll sprinkle in some of the stuff from his his stand up act. Amazing. Oh, it's hilarious. He's like Thomas was very pissed. He looked at Percy <laughs> and said, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" Like you know, just because it's his voice and it flows and it was just yeah. oh, it's yep. so good. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll have to see if I can find that and share it. It's hilarious. Um, who haven't I asked about this yet about the narrator? Um. I think Jen, you're kind of the only one that hasn't jumped in on this one. Well, I didn't listen to it. I read. Oh, it, you read so. it? Okay. It was it was on Kindle for free, so I. Yeah. Okay, fair it. enough. And I am intrigued now to hear. And <laughs> <laughs> flashbacks to times, times one time speed in order to hear what I'm hearing, and. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to give that a shot. That's that's hilarious. Um, was well, there anything else anyone wanted to add about the book? Um, like I said, kind of going back originally, uh, I was, I was interested in possibly reading the second one now that I know there's, it's a limited series. Uh, uh, I, I, I think I'm definitely going to have to queue up the next one. So, mm-hmm. um, anyone else? Yeah, I, well, the reason I, I originally picked it up was because I was, looking for something different. I'd read a previous book of hers. And again, like her previous book was all over book talk. People were like, it changed my life. And I'm, and, or, or I'd like <laughs> sell my firstborn to read this book again for the first time. And I'm like, okay. So, and it was fine. Like, it was interesting, but it wasn't like, like sad that it was over. I was like, oh, that was kind of, you know, it was kind of cool. It was a big take on this story. It was, it was interesting. So with this one, I'm like, it, you know, hopefully it's sort of the same thing where I'm like, 
it's interesting. And then when it was in London at a certain time period, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to read this. I like magic and I like London. So can't mm. screw that up too bad. But um, yeah, I, I like the old, old timey uh, magic stories set in the past. You know, yeah, the- I love that. I'm a sucker for that. So I thought it, I, I just, yeah, she's got a big catalog. I want to read all of her books and it's a, it's a fun read. It's I get quick. Mm-hmm. pace lots of stuff's happening um good palate cleanser i'm trying to think is there any book or book series that i no i wouldn't sell my first child to go back and re-experience it for the first time and oh. i'm thinking the first three Bobaverse books mm-hmm. magic 2.0 the at least the first book yeah. just because it was so awesome yeah. Yeah, maybe but, one of your cats, but not your child. I don't know if I could give it my cats either. <laughs> my fur babies, so. Um, well, uh, I guess that wraps up our, our conversation on that. We have already figured out we've we've figured out our uh, reading list. Well, we've figured out the order for our reading list. We haven't figured out quite all of our books yet. Uh, I can't tell you the next book uh, for next month is Ray's Pick, and it's um. What is it again? It's Lincoln. Lincoln in the Bardo. Lincoln in the Bardo. So. Ray's trying to make us all really depressed. Jesus. I read the synopsis and was like, <laughs> cry the whole time. Well, we had a palate cleanser. It's time to get deep again. <laughs> all right. I haven't even read the synopsis yet. Now I'm kind of scared. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a 180 from what we just read. I'll put you that way. <laughs> yeah. That might not be bad. It's. <laughs> The the sample of it and the uh, the reviews I read about it are what sucked me in. So it, it's it seemed intriguing as to the way it's being presented. Okay, we will find out next month. Um, <laughs> with that said, let's move on to what else we've been reading, Chris. Uh, so I'm reading two books right now. Um, one is called The Quick, and I'm physically reading this one. It's by Lauren Owens, and it is set in. Um, the later half of the 19th century in London. Um, originally, the first like chapter, I'm just like, oh, is this just some like puttery little thing where I'm? No, it's about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, that is not what the synopsis said. I was not prepared for this. I was prepared for a sister being like, my brother is missing. Let's go on a journey. And it's like, oh. first of all, it's about gay vampires. Second of all. It's a slow burn. It's like 500 and something pages. It's just like, I need to know now. It's not like epic or anything like that, but I'm so sucked into these characters. And it's an interesting take on the vampire myth. Um, uh, And this specific club in England, this very exclusive club in England, in London specifically, where there's only 52 members. And they're all fucking vampires. And it's really neat. Uh, And then the second book I'm reading, I'm listening to this one. It's... um, the Hermit of Lammas Woods by Nathan Lowell. It's the third book of the um, Tannis Fairport series. And I love Tannis. I love her so much. She's so <laughs> fucking cool. Um, she's this 50, she's 54 now, 53. Um, badass woman who travels around the country with uh, learning about herbalism. Um, Cause she escaped her abusive husband. And she's just she kicks ass. She kicks ass, and now she's going through menopause. But what happens when a woman goes through menopause is she gets fucking magical powers. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, does it tie in at all to the the Wizard's Butler? Or so no. Uh, so Nathan Lowell does write it. Uh, this is the book I was going to uh, yeah. suggest recommend, recommend and then switched it. Because uh, this isn't his cup of tea. No, but, uh, but I did get I did get Chris to read it because I was like <sighs> I thought it would be up her alley and I was right. It's so, so <laughs> it's so good. So now I'm reading the last book, uh, and it makes me happy. <laughs> nice, Ray. What else you been reading? Uh, so speaking of Nathan Lowell, um, I jumped on his website uh, just to see some updates because I know he's not doing well health wise. Uh, the good news is. Um, he seems to be turning it around a little bit. The man is 70, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the good news is there is another Ishmael book on the way, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, and uh, he's also slowly but surely working on The Wizard's Cat. 
So I'm I'm trying to hold back my uh, <laughs> my excitement for that. Uh, so, but in order to do that, I'm listening to the Wizards Butler again. Fair enough. Um, last month was a book that I'd already written, so I actually had a couple of different. I had two months worth of credits, so. I read four different things. The first one was the Kaiju, Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi. It's read by uh, Will Wheaton. Uh, I talked a little bit about it uh, one of our previous episodes. Um, right, at, He was supposed to be working on this really heavy, like giant, really complex book. And then COVID hit and he got COVID and kind of fucked with his brain a little bit and had anxiety and literally for the first time in his life had to say, I cannot finish this book. I can't even start this book. And like had to tell his, his, uh, um, editors and stuff. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to default on, on this contract. And then literally like with all that weight lifted off of him, this entire book came to him and he like wrote him the next day. He's like, yeah, but I'll have a completely different book for you in March. And, um, it is, he even puts it, this is a pop song of a book. It's very light. It's, it's fun. It does talk about some stuff. Like there is some people who die in the book or whatever, but it never gets heavy. It is, it's, it's energetic. It's fun. It's, it's a, and it's a cool idea. It's about a group of people that, um, uh, have a secret mission to protect Kaiju that may or may not be on this planet. So, uh, if that sounds interesting to you, check it out. It's not a very long book either. Like you can kind of rip through it. And what's funny was when I finished, I was like, I'd be fine if I didn't get any more in this series. On the other hand, if he does say, Hey, I'm going to go back to that world. I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll right there with you, man. So, um, I did uh ruination by Anthony Reynolds on, uh, uh, Chris's recommendation. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I know nothing about that game or that world, but I did enjoy the book. I thought it was a fun book. Um, Empire of Imagination on Sean's recommendation. Um, man, that kind of kind of a sad life. But yeah. uh, I will say something about that: the way that it was written for being an auto or not an autobiography, but for being a biography, it was very story like. Like yes. it wasn't. It wasn't as dry. It was like he was telling the story of his life, not just like factual beats one after another. And I, I enjoyed it just for that, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend that. And then the last one was uh, Critical Mass by Daniel Suarez. Um, and like I said, uh, we're gonna have to do some Daniel Suarez in this, you know, in this club at some point. Um, I think this is only the second book that he's done a sequel to. And the first book I thought was just okay. And the second book has completely turned me around on the first book um, to the point. I think I'm about to read them back to back again. Uh, what's funny is, is in the other series he has that has a sequel, the first book starts off. It ends where it's, it is an ending, but it leaves a lot of loose ends. And then the second book picks those up and goes through, not just wrapping up the book, but, the technology, all of his books are based on different technologies, takes the technology and, and where it destroys the world, essentially, in the first book, it's like, well, this could actually be used to save the world in a different way. And the first one was about how – was about a basically a virus that could destroy all the world economies and how it could leave things open for people to have a more manageable – society and actually you know work with the planet and in this book it's about mining in space and how the second book talks about how well if we were able to do this yeah we'd have to go through some crap to get there but we could literally force this planet to clean up its act if you want to keep moving on with life and society and i was just like it's it's, it's a good book i like his writing i like his writing style his so, writing is excellent the the reader on it, there's a one guy that reads all of his books, uh, Jeff Garner. He does fantastic voice work. Um, it, yeah, it, so if if you like Daniel Suarez, definitely check out the first one is uh, Delta V, and then the second one is um, oh hell, I just I just said the name and I forgot what it was. Um, something something Mass Critical Mass. Critical. Uh, those two books go together. Definitely check them out. So, uh, Sean, you been reading anything else? Uh, Nathan Lowell as well. I, uh, I started the, uh, Shaman's Tales. Oh, okay. So, um, 
which takes place in the same world as Ishmael, but it's instead of gallivanting around planet to planet kind of thing and all that, this takes place on one planet in the oceans. They're fishing mm-hmm. and all that. And it's got like some mysticism in it and stuff like that. Like it's Nathan Lowell. It's not heavy. Right. Uh, it, it is. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but like you get like the story of the Welkies and oh, okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, so no, it, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So it's a three book series. So yeah, Nathan Lowell, that's my comfort food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he seems to do everything in threes, which is fine. Cause I would not mind getting the wizard's <laughs> cat and then whatever the third one's going to be. I, I'd be completely happy to get those. So, Jen, you been reading anything else? Um, I am almost done reading a book for my next interview for Sustainably Geeky called Black Earth Wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's by Lita Penniman, and she's one of the founders of Soul Fire Farm, which is a regenerative farm in the Northeast, I think, that is basically teaching BIPOC people how to farm and live with the land and kind of just encouraging a better relationship with the environment, the land. It's really good. Um, it's, it's one of those where she's interviewing a lot of different people, activists and, um, leaders in this area. And she kind of has it themed by topic. So it's a little hard to follow on audio, but I opted for audio because of the quick turnaround. I didn't know if I'd get to book in time and everything. So anyways, um, I'm enjoying it and excited about the conversation. Thanks. Talk about it. Well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever it is you listen or watch the show. You can find us at epicallygeeky.com, uh, where you can find the rest of the shows we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Creatively Geeky Show, and Sustainably Geeky Show. Uh, we're not very active on most of the socials, but you can find us at Epically Geeky there as well. Where can we find you online, Chris? All the shows you mentioned and on Instagram at Moody Midlife. Ray? You can find me and my wife falling on our asses, or almost falling on our asses, on Instagram. I actually did. Got a bruise on my butt. <laughs> the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Sean? Screwing with Wikipedia, as always, and your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Spell the Canadian. The Canadian way. Jen? Um, Instagram and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me, and on Sustainably Geeky, and sometimes Ethically Marginally Geeky. <laughs> Uh, and this month you can find me on every single <laughs> show because I just kind of made the rounds. Uh, and as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for everyone on the site. Have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.